Hello and welcome in to the Sports Ethos Chicago Bears podcast, part of the Sports Ethos Network. My name is Eddie Hokinson. Bears fans, lots of changes since the last time we talked, huh? Last time we spoke, um... The Bears had just traded the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers for this year's ninth pick, along with a bunch of future draft compensation. And of course, the uh, big name in the signing, DJ Moore. Uh, I talked all pretty much last episode about that signing, what it means for the Bears, and how, you know, this is kind of the symbol of the new rebuild for the Chicago Bears. And since then, free agency has opened up and the Bears kind of have flipped over their team. They now have a bunch of new players and it was a, you know, a busy week for Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears uh, Monday started the legal tampering period, free agency period for the NFL. And basically right away, the first signing of the day came across my phone. And of course, it was the Chicago Bears. And it wasn't exactly a name who I had on the radar, but it was a name and it was a guy. And that is linebacker TJ Edwards, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles. He was their middle linebacker. I believe he was a captain and their play caller. Uh, TJ Edwards is young. I think he's 25 years old. Uh, they signed him for a three-year, $19.5 million deal. This is a guy who went undrafted and you know, made a name for himself in Philadelphia and then was on a Super Bowl contending defense playing middle linebacker just last season and the Bears got this guy on a really good contract three years 19 and a half million dollars I can't complain about the signing I thought it was a good one Um, I didn't really know much about TJ Edwards before this signing so I kind of had to do a little like digging on him and you know it seems like he fits the kind of uh, he fits the kind of culture and the kind of defense that the Bears are trying to run in uh, the 4-3 Tampa 2. He like I said he's a hard-working guy who went you know undrafted to being the play caller for a team who was playing for a Super Bowl last year. I will take it. Like I said, young guy, value contract. Hopefully he, you know, is just kind of hitting his stride here. So uh, the first two kind of guys that the Bears got in free agency, if you count DJ Moore, were young and up-and-coming players and on really good contracts. And as we'll see as we kind of talk through more of these players that the Bears signed over the last week, uh, there's kind of the theme here. Bunch of young guys, value contracts. The Bears do not look like they are trying to overspend in this free agency, and I am perfectly okay with that. Speaking of linebackers, the one big splash that the Bears did make was signing two-time Pro Bowler from the Buffalo Bills, another linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds, for a four-year, $72 million deal. 
Basically, he is replacing Roquan Smith in on this defense. Um, he is going to probably play middle linebacker, or he is going to play um, that the weak side linebacker spot, uh, the Will linebacker. I be I, I can see him and Edwards kind of interchangeably playing those those positions, uh, depending just on kind of the situation, but it's nice to know that we definitely have some versatility at the linebacker position. All of a sudden we have a great linebacker group in uh, TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, and Jack Sanborn. Um, another little fun nugget about this linebacker group is TJ Edwards and Jack Sanborn were college teammates at Wisconsin and they both went undrafted, and now they are both going to be starting linebackers for your Chicago Bears. So we'll see if we'll see a lot of them on the field together. Um, like I say, you know, if they're in their base four three, then obviously they're going to be in together. My guess would be that it's going to be T.J. Edwards on the at the will, Tremaine Edmonds at the mic and then we'll see Jack Sanborn over at the strong side linebacker position but it seems like all three of these guys could kind of play all three positions because Jack Sanborn was the middle linebacker for the Bears last year after Roquan left um I did not expect the Bears kind of to prioritize the linebacker group in this offseason me and everybody else thought that they would be going into the trenches and signing offensive tackles and defensive linemen. And as we kind of go through these names, we will see that that wasn't exactly the case. They did sign some of those guys, just maybe not the names you kind of thought that they would have signed. And with all the money they had to spend, they didn't exactly, you know, go out and spend all that money. And I'm going to kind of go through that and my thoughts on that. And why I think they're doing that and kind of if I think it's a good thing or a bad thing. So, uh, yeah, there seemed to be a little bit of, you know, just just divisiveness between the Tremaine Edmonds signing because a lot of people think that Roquan Smith can kind of be has a kind of better upside than him. Maybe, maybe not. My big thing about Tremaine Edmonds whether or not he is better or worse than Roquan Smith, A, it is not a premium position in the NFL, and we're paying three linebackers pretty much the same amount of money that we're going to be paying Roquan Smith, and our highest paid guy in Tremaine Edmonds, um, four years, $72 million, is fits the mold of what I understand uh, Matt Eberflus wants to have in his linebacker. Um, he's a guy who is really long, a big wingspan. Um, he tackles really well, so him and Roquan kind of have that in common, but this he can also seems like he can get out in uh, a pass protection more, so he might just kind of fit that style that Eberflus and Ryan Poles are going for, and in my opinion, that's if if they had some conviction on that's who uh, their you know guy and the type of player they are going to be going after, then I'm okay with them moving on from Roquan and that big contract that he wanted and going out and signing three guys, all really young. We got a bunch of linebackers now that are 25 and younger. I believe they're all going to be, and they're all value contracts. And in my opinion. 
you know, when you put all these three guys together, I don't think you're going to see much, uh, you know, lost production from uh, not having Roquan Smith there anymore. Um, I was kind of surprised. I thought the linebacker they, they were going to go after would be Bobby Okarik, which was um, Matt Eberflus. He had him in in um, Indianapolis when he was the defensive coordinator there. Bobby Okarik became a pretty, really good linebacker for the Colts, and I thought that they he was going to be the guy that the Bears would target. But they wound up going um, – you know, after Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards, like I said, really good value contracts. Okarik went to the Giants. Who knows if the Bears, you know, wanted him, if they were going after him. They were in talks with him, but it didn't happen. I was kind of surprised, but hey, we move on. The Bears have their linebackers now, and it seems like they can be kind of the linebackers uh, for for a few years now. So I'm happy with that, and now you have to kind of help them on the defensive line because unless you give these guys some you know room here, um, then you know they they're not going to succeed if you don't have guys who are getting to the quarterback and and getting tackles for loss from uh, uh, from from run plays. So now they got to go and look at their defensive line, the the position group that everyone thought that they would um, kind of go after. They would tackle in this off season, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, but they didn't. Um, Draymond Jones uh, went to Seattle on a three-year, $51 million contract. That one kind of hurt me the most, I think. If they were going to go after one guy, I really thought that he was going to be their guy who they would spend some money on, you know, an edge rusher, premium position. Kind of, again, fits kind of what the Bears are are looking for in a in a uh, in an edge rusher with his hand on the ground trying to rush that quarterback. Um, why they didn't sign him, I'm not sure. I wonder if they were in talks for, with him. Like, it's, he's a young guy, so he really fits what the Bears are trying to do um, by signing young players. But Draymond Jones did not wind up, obviously, not a Bear. Another guy, uh, Javon Hargraves, did not, didn't, uh, I believe he went to... Where did Hargraves go? I think he went to San Francisco. So, man, their defense is stacked now in, in San Francisco. Look out for them. They're not going to have a quarterback, but they're, I can't see them giving up too many points this year. Um, and then another guy who I thought that they would target in Zach Allen because he's another young guy who they could have got on a value contract, another up-and-comer. And he wound up going to the Broncos. So... Um, in the end, the Bears wound up signing Demarcus Walker from, uh, I think it was the Tennessee Titans before uh, signing for the Bears. Three years, $21 million. I think he's 28 years old, so he's a little older than some of uh, the other players that they signed. But he uh, had his best season last year. Um, he could play inside and outside. I think he's, I think he's like labeled as an edge rusher online, but he is he plays inside and outside which I love some versatility on the defensive line is always great you could switch things up you can you know move him around the defensive line try to confuse the offense a little bit that's always um, that's always beneficial to your defense so we'll see how Demarcus Walker kind of helps uh, the, this this defensive line and who else is going to be starting for 
for the uh, on the on the defensive on the other side of the the football? Is it going to be, um, you know, Travis Travis Gibson? I'm not you know, or is it going to be Dominic Robinson over there on the other edge? Remains to be seen. And if they probably you know sign some of these guys in or kind of draft draft an edge and draft a defensive lineman. In the draft, I, you know, assume that's what they are going to do. They signed tackle Andrew Billings to a one-year, $3.5 million deal. Whatever. I'm not mad about that. They're, they were so bad on the defensive line that, you know, like I said, they didn't sign any of those big names, sexy names, but they got two younger guys that helped them improve and anything is better than what they had before, you know, Justin Jones and, and, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know some of these guys that were, that were playing on, on the defensive line by the end of the year. So I'm perfectly okay with those signings, go out and use the draft and find these players that are going to help your star linebackers succeed, right? Because you need guys that are going to rush the football. It, it's paramount in the NFL to be able to to rush the football. So, uh, like I said, I'm not mad that they didn't sign some of these guys. The hardest one that hurt me the most was Drimon Jones. But if you can find somebody who, in the draft, then, hey, go, go get him. Um, and, you know, whether that's Tyree Wilson, if he falls to you, and um, a lot of people think Jalen Carter might fall to you, even though he had kind of a bad pro day. And now it seems like he's slipping further down board the board. But uh, maybe the Bears trade back again and um, and land him even later in the draft. We'll, we'll, we'll see. On the other side of the football, they also made some interesting moves on the offense. They um, another another bunch of names who were out there that the Bears, you know, were in 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 talks or people, you know, the rumors were that the Bears were going to sign these guys. Uh, Mike McGlinchey's name was out there all afternoon on Monday. He wound up signing with the Broncos. Jawan Taylor wound up signing with the Chiefs, which was a big surprise to me. I thought that was another name that the Bears can go after. And uh, it's kind of funny because, you know, they could have just signed Orlando Brown, the, the Chiefs, but they wound up moving off of Orlando Brown. So then the name was, hey, well, let's go. Let's see the Bears uh, sign Orlando Brown. Nope, they did not. They Orlando Brown wound up going to the Cincinnati Bengals. So that helps that offensive line who – was in a rough state of affairs by the end of last season. Um, yeah, so that helps him, that helps um, that team maybe probably possibly getting to another Super Bowl. You know, Joe Burrow, second best quarterback in the league. So I could see why Orlando Brown wanted to go to the Bengals and help protect that dude. Um, so they wound up signing one offensive lineman and that was guard Nate Davis to a three-year 30 million dollar deal listen again just like the defensive line in Demarcus Walker and Andrew Billings anything is better than what, what kind of they had before so I think this is definitely an upgrade this is another you know younger guy on another value deal and if you haven't noticed, that has been a trend so far. You've got a bunch of guys who are about 25, 26. You know, I think the oldest person they signed was maybe 28 years old. 
and they are kind of the non-premium positions, linebackers, guards. Um, they did sign an edge in DeMarcus, DeMarcus Walker, but, you know, again, lower contract, value signings. They went bargaining chopping all day Monday pretty much. And you heard uh, Ryan Poles speak in a press conference after the, the DJ Moore trade about how he believes in Braxton Jones as the tackle. They didn't think Orlando Brown kind of would have been a scheme, a bad scheme fit for this team. So, Hey man, if the bears see something that they don't like in some of these like big name free agents who they're going to have to spend a crap ton of money on, and they don't believe that, you know, they are the right fit, then I'm okay with them signing these bargain contracts and then going out and filling these holes where you should be filling holes in the first place anyway, and that is in the draft. So um, he talked about them believing in Braxton Jones as their tackle. They talked about uh, Cody Whitehair kind of playing some uh, cent- a bunch of center snaps in the, the past. So I would not be surprised if we start next season with Braxton Jones as our left tackle, Cody Whitehair as the center, Nate Davis as the right guard, Tevin Jenkins as the left guard, and they go out and they 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 grab a offensive tackle in the draft. Um, you know, it's that there's a couple of tackles that are there in the beginning of the draft. Um, what is it, Skaransky from? Northwestern and then what is it Paris Johnson I forget his name it's off the top of my head um let's see if I can figure it out really quick on the fly here but yeah it really seems like what they want to do is is sign these value guys young value contracts and not spend all their money in free agency and kind of you know cap out their cap space going into next season when they kind of aren't the greatest team in the world yet. You know, they have a, they have a couple years probably until they are actual real contenders. So why go out and, you know, spend all your money in free agency on these big names when, you know, why put all your eggs in one basket, right? When they can kind of spread it out, they can see where they're at, and then next year they are in a position where they could probably have another high draft pick from the Panthers and hopefully a bunch of other much of other uh, money to spend. So you know I would be perfectly fine with that. What's it? Yeah, Paris Johnson from Ohio State is the name I was trying to think of. So you know may, whether it's him or Peter Skaronsky at number nine, I would be okay with that. Uh, so yeah, you're looking at uh, offensive line next year that probably isn't going to be perfect you're going to have a rookie most likely starting but go across the NFL and none of these lines are perfect you know we just watched the Cincinnati Bengals make it to the Super Bowl and all season long all people did was talk about how bad and how hurt and how roughed up their offensive line was the offensive line is a position group where you know, the the five guys starting on week one are probably not the five guys starting in week 17 due to injuries, due to this guy kind of stepping up, this guy, 
you know, not making the plays that he needs to make. So if I'm the Chicago Bears, I are you know I like what the, I'm okay with what they're doing. I don't I think that they are putting themselves in a position to get depth at the offensive line, not spend too much money and not really cap themselves out into the future. Um their offensive line is going to be better than next year because it, because you know it it was it was bad enough, right? So um and to be honest with you, I don't even think their offensive line was, you know, a lot of people tell you it wasn't as bad as what it seemed. Uh, I think that they were really good rushing. Um, they were good at the run block, but they weren't too great at the pass block. So um, I'm okay with, with them not signing these big names. Like I said, I think that, you, you know, you don't always want to put all your names, all your eggs in one basket, especially for a team that is probably more than one year away from competing in in you know a Super Bowl they can maybe compete for their division next year um but again I'll go into that in a little bit <sighs> where what else did they do oh this was this was this one really hurt um David Montgomery I don't know if if everyone saw they probably have by now but he um went and signed a contract with the Detroit Lions it was not a bad contract either, which, you know, to me kind of that's what hurt the most about that. I'm going to miss I'm going to miss um, my guy in in David Montgomery. I really am. But, you know, what are you going to do? You 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 don't sign running. You don't sign running backs to to get a big contracts. And and, you know, if they don't think that if they think that they can sign other guys that can fill this hole that David Montgomery left, then so be it. And I think that they kind of did kind of do that. So you're going to have Khalil Herbert and then they signed Travis Homer from the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he is really known for his pass blocking. You could see why the bears maybe wanted to sign him since Justin Fields was kind of being hurried all the time. So I'm sure Justin Fields loves that signing. You might see Travis Homer on some third down uh, passing situations in there to, to help block. And then they signed Deontay Foreman, um, another young running back who, you know, isn't an elite running back by any means, but you could, I could see, you know, the bears are just going to go running back. on committee, like a lot of these teams do and Deontay Foreman and Khalil Herbert, I saw a stat that Deontay Foreman, I think, had five 100 rush uh, games last season, which was tied for the Bears' like combined running backs last season. I don't know. I'm not saying Deontay Foreman is better than David Montgomery, but again, it's the running back position in the NFL. A lot of these guys can go off week to week. You know, you let Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman kind of split carries back there, and you have Travis Homer in there to pass block, and I'm okay with that. You got the running back guy committee. A lot of teams do it. A lot of teams do it successfully. But man, it's gonna it's gonna hurt seeing uh, David Montgomery uh, twice a year in a Detroit Lions jersey. Let's hope that um, that one doesn't come back to to bite us in the butt. But it 
I don't see it hurting us too much. Um, it's more just a nostalgia thing. You know, we drafted him, and he's been on the team, and he's a great locker room fit. That was the biggest thing. He was such a good locker room fit for the Bears that I was surprised that they that they kind of, you know, didn't want to keep him around, especially for the the um the 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 contract that 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 he got um but hey you know it is what it is and the bears are gonna go running back guy committee this season and i am again perfectly okay with that um they added some depth at tight end and robert tanyan at one one year two and a half million dollars there um, he had, I think a couple of productive seasons in green Bay. Um, my one buddy, my green Bay Packers insider was telling me, you know, he got hurt and was kind of never the same after that. But look, Cole Komet is the bears tight end and Robert Tanyan is going to come in there and just kind of be a switch up tight end for the bears, help pass protect. Again, he can catch some footballs. He's not a bad tight end at all. And another value deal for, for the Bears at one year, $2.5 million. And then they got a backup QB in Phillip Walker. Two years, $4.15 million. You know, again, whatever. They got they got a backup QB veteran guy who, you know, can help uh, – Help help Justin Fields in his development. Maybe Phil Walker kind of fits the Bears' play style a little better if they, if if they get hurt. Um, if Justin Fields was to get hurt and has to not play a few couple games, maybe Phil Walker comes in, comes in there and um, is able to help them win a couple games. I was looking at a guy like maybe Marcus Mariota as uh, a person that the Bears can sign who can kind of play the kind of same style as. As Justin Fields, but hey, didn't happen again. So that kind of goes through the signings that the Bears have done so far. So again, not a lot of big, you know, name, you know, sexy names out there. Besides Tremaine Edmonds, the Bears really didn't sign any, you know, they didn't sign any pro bowlers. They didn't sign anyone to like huge contracts. And that was super surprising. But again, I think the Bears have a plan. So Although they didn't sign an Orlando Brown, Juwan Taylor, Mike McGlinchey, you know, Draymond Jones, Javon Hargraves, what they did do is not, you know, cap their cap space out moving forward. The Bears, as of right now, I'm recording this on uh, Sunday evening, March 19th. They still have about $30 million in cap space. I think that they've hit their floor already of what they had to spend uh, because of, like, the DJ Moore signing. Um, everything, everything else, because his 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 contract is obviously going to go into that cap. What I think the Bears, what I think Poles was thinking going into this free agency was the Bears have so many holes to fill, right? And this is a team who isn't, you know, one off season away from being real Super Bowl contenders. So I think that his thought process was probably let's sign young guys, guys who are up and coming to really good value bargain contracts that the less premium positions, linebackers and tight ends and running backs. And then we will go and find our, our 
premium positions in the draft. You know, you're, they're going to go and they're going to draft a defensive back, a cornerback, most likely. They're going to draft uh, an edge rusher or an interior defensive lineman, a three technique. Uh, they're going to draft a, an offensive tackle. They're probably going to draft multiple offensive linemen and multiple defensive linemen. And then they're going to see where they're at after next season. This is a division where it's wide open. Um, I I could go on a rant about, you know, a big rant right now about Aaron Rodgers pretty much, you know, confirming that he is going to be traded to the Jets. It's just a matter of the Packers and the Jets kind of figuring out, um, working on a deal. So this is a division that is, it's going to be open. The Packers aren't going to be that good. Minnesota Vikings are the Minnesota Vikings. Everyone's worried about the Detroit Lions. Everyone's saying that that's the team who's up and coming. But again, you know, do we do we trust do we trust the Lions? I I don't know if I do. Uh, do they have their quarterback situation figured out? I don't know. Remains to be seen for them. So this is a this is a division that can probably be won with. 10 games, you know, 11 games. It's not going to be the strongest in the world. And the Bears are 100% better already than they were last year. So I don't, polls, I don't think really thought that they were in a position to where they should go out and spend big money on some of these big free agents and then go out and they lay an egg next year and they're no good and then they have a they have no cap space anymore and they've kind of, you know, hamstrung themselves a little bit there. So I think that what they want to do is build this team through the draft, see where they are next year, and they're still gonna have my guess would be they're still gonna have some cap space for next year, and then maybe they sign that big name to really push them into title contention, again, along with um, some of these draft picks that they're probably going to be ha- probably going to have from the Carolina Panthers. So I'm okay with it. Um, I was talking to one of my buddies um, during the week, and it kind of reminds me of the money ball situation. Now, I don't know if they are – um, you know, replicating uh, what's his name, Butter Bean or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's what they are, you know, cognitively like thinking about when making some of these moves. But you can definitely see his approach here. And again, that is a sign young 25, 26 year old players to bargain contracts, guys who have been getting better each year. And, you know, contracts that aren't going to hurt the Bears in two or three years when, again, they're going to have to pay a quarterback here. So they're going to see what they got in these players. They signed really good players just at non-premium positions, and now they got to draft the right guys and see where they are after that. And again, free agency isn't over yet. There's still, you know, there's going to be a second wave of, of free agents. So I imagine the go- the Bears are still going to add some depth in, at, in some areas. Um, and then they are going to go in the draft and build their trenches out. So I'm excited for them. I'm I, I'm actually really happy with what they've done so far. I've some, Like I said, I've seen a lot of people kind of not too happy with, with, with everything, with all their signings. A lot of people 
like I said, thought they should be signing some of these big names with all that money they have to spend. But just because you have a ton of money doesn't mean you go out and spend it all, especially when you're not in a position to contend right away. You got to think about the future. You got a young quarterback and... Unless you, you know, if if the Bears were an 11, 12 win team last year, even an eight or nine win team, then yeah, go out and sign a couple of these guys that are going to push you over the edge. But for now, you slow play it, you build through the draft, you keep your cap space position, you know, flexible so that when the time is right, you go out and then you spend that big money and, you know, that window opens for title contention. So I'm happy with it. I think that Ryan Poles, again, I mentioned this in the last episode, that he is a man with a plan. He is not, you know, diverging from that plan and, you know, seeing stars because, you know, this guy is available or that guy is available in free agency. He knows that what they're trying to do is have long-term success, not just some short-term Band-Aid success that we've seen uh, past Bears GMs try to do. So, yeah, I think they are playing the long, long, um, the long game here, and I am perfectly fine with that. So we'll see what they have. Uh, we see what they have up their sleeve. Still, there's, you know, there's still a lot of free agents out there. This week will probably be another week of of some signings for the Chicago Bears, and um, yeah, we'll see where they go from there. So until next time, um, you know. Follow me on Twitter, of course, always. My Twitter handle is at Ed Hokinson. That's at E-D-H-O-K-I-N-S-O-N. Follow the Bears Twitter, the Bears podcast Twitter at Ethos Bears. Follow all the Ethos guys on Twitter. They're all awesome. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you all next week for another episode of the Sports Ethos Chicago Bears podcast. Go Bears!